the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's Tim DeMoss, and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, Tuesday, October 2nd. 2018 forecast today some sun and clouds the rest of the afternoon then just kind of cloudy tonight low dropping to 66 tomorrow sunny a high of 78 looks beautiful up to 85 on thursday but then a high of just 70 or so on friday and saturday kc over denver last night monday night football major league baseball playoff start tonight wild card game colorado and the cubs going at it eight o'clock winner continues on to milwaukee for the national league division series thursday uh, the Sixers won in, over Orlando in preseason hoops last night. They have a couple more preseason games. Regular season starts two weeks from tonight at the Boston Celtics. Three weeks from today is the uh, region's largest law enforcement hiring event. It's in New Jersey in Camden. We're going to chat with Randall Blankert, who's just helping promote that event. That's a few weeks from now, uh, like an expo, a hiring expo. We'll chat with him later in the program. Also, Brian Smith, who uh, is the Director of Media and Broadcasting Services for the Flyers, is going to join us uh, for a little bit later on in the program. Uh, And prior to that, we have another special guest, a gentleman named Eric Cushing, who works for the Special Olympics in Pennsylvania, and uh, going to share with uh, his work and also uh, his faith in the Lord. And we're looking forward to chatting with him in a moment. One quick note for you. We mentioned it yesterday. Just uh, it bears repeating that our partnership with Save the Children wrapped up really nicely over the weekend. We were working with them for the month of September, raising awareness and also funds for uh, severe acute malnutrition and helping children dealing with that literally on the edge of starvation. And our goal was $5,600. And uh, for a while there, it was a little dicey, but uh, everybody came through in the end and, and the Lord came through. And we're very excited that by the end of the weekend, Everything had been met and even gone over the goal by several thousand dollars. So great job, everybody, on that. Thank you for partnering with WFIL and Save the Children in that way. Um, So in any case, let's go along now. I want to uh, bring in Eric Cushing. He works with Special Olympics Pennsylvania. Hello, my friend. Good afternoon, Tim. Great to speak with you. Yeah, you're working very uh, closely with Special Olympics Pennsylvania. You know, vice president, uh, I guess it was marketing and, and directing. Uh, I forget the title again. I'm sorry. What was the title again? Marketing and development. So the fundraising, the marketing, the PR, the special events, all all sort of falls under my hat. You're in and under everything. So <laughs> and I, know, <laughs> I know I work some events with you. You're a busy guy, and you, you take you take it very seriously in a good way. So well, how did you get involved with Special Olympics in the beginning, in the first place? Yeah, so I, I actually, it'll be my 10-year anniversary with the organization this coming January. You and I met when I was working at the Police Athletic League of Philadelphia yeah. um, back in the early 2000s, and I spent eight years at PAL, and I'll share a story with you later about how I ended up in nonprofit and, and how I view it as a God appointment. So 10 years at Special Olympics PA, this is the 50th anniversary of the international movement So uh, 1968, Eunice Kennedy Shriver founded the organization in Chicago. She had a sister with an intellectual disability, was 
angry at how little opportunity her sister had to do the things that those without a disability probably take for granted. Um, I know growing up, I played every sport imaginable. It was my favorite thing to think about a segment of the population that was not being given that opportunity simply because they had a disability is, is sickening. And it's a little bit cliche, Timmy B, but Eunice Kennedy Shriver truly was one person who literally changed the world. So she created this program in her backyard. She was a Kennedy, so she had means. It grew into what it is today with nearly 6 million athletes worldwide. We are in countries where people with intellectual disabilities at one time, not so long ago, were shuttered away, uh, were not part of, of mainstream society in those countries. And progress is being made every day, and it's here in the United States but in, I think, 180 countries now as well. That's incredible. Incredible. Chat with Eric Cushing. of uh, Now, is it proper to say Special Olympics Pennsylvania versus Pennsylvania Special Olympics? Should Correct, spe- the, the, the former. Special Olympics PA is how you should say it. There it is, SOPA right. or, or Special Olympics PA. Okay, very good. So, Eric, uh, works now. You work also, is it through Drexel, in Drexel, in and around? How does that work? Our state office is actually in Norristown, about five minutes from the King of Prussia Mall. Oh, wow. And we also have a, yeah, we also have a Pittsburgh office. We hold an event at Drexel. Our Philadelphia Polar Plunge is held at Drexel University every year. And there we have go. events, obviously, yeah. all over the city. One, one of the big misconceptions, Timmy D, is that, you know, Special Olympics, oh, I get the question, when are the Olympics this year? Like, whoa, it's not just one event. We have literally 300 events across the state uh, year-round in just about every county in the state. Um, wow. And it is amazing. We have a couple signature events like our summer games at State College, our fall festival coming up November 2nd to the 4th at Villanova, 30th anniversary of Fall Fest. It's the largest student-run Special Olympics event in the world, and it is incredible. So November 2nd to the 4th at Villanova, get over there and see that event, prepare to be inspired and moved and um, just touched by the organization in in what you'll see on the playing fields that weekend. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Before I forget, is there a a most direct way people could find out more about all of the different events that Special Olympics PA does? Yeah, specialolympicspa.org. So specialolympicspa.org. We've got a great website. You can find out everything and anything you need, contact information, social media handles, the whole nine. Okay, very good. Eric Cushing with PA uh, Special Olympics of Pennsylvania. I mentioned Drexel because I'm familiar having worked with you a couple years in the last two years on their Polar Plunge, and uh, that's a lot of fun. Tell people just briefly how that Polar Plunge works and – and as a back back to that, is there or is it possible still for people to get involved if it sounds like they'd, something they'd like to do? Yeah, so polar plunges are actually our signature fundraiser. We do nine of them across the state each year, and it kicks off in Erie up in Press Isle in mid-November. And the second plunge each year is our Philadelphia plunge. We we set up a couple of pools outside the rec center at Drexel University. We ice up the pools. And usually last week in November, this year it'll be November 30th, uh, we do our Drexel Plunge, which has a couple of unique aspects to it. We do the Cool Schools Plunge in the morning with a bunch of uh, high school students. We do a Power Lunch Plunge with a bunch of business and corporate and civic and political leaders midday. And then we transition into our university and general public plunge in the evening um, and you can sign up for any or all of those, depending on your age bracket and 
and uh, which one you fit in, yeah. go to plungepa.org, click on locations, and choose Philadelphia. And you can sign up. You can get all the details, plungepa.org. That's very cool. You know, and I've, I've witnessed these firsthand, although to be fair, two years ago, it was rather balmy. <laughs> so it was not, <laughs> you know, but I guess some of the people going into the water were like, this is okay. I don't mind. Uh, but last year was on the chillier side. It was kind of cool because the first year there were lots of students who came for that first part in the morning. And last year, I think it doubled or tripled. There were tons of kids there. The first year was big, but last year was monstrous. Yeah, we actually almost outgrew the, the time slot in the venue. We got so many high school students as part of that cool schools plunge. So we're working through uh, those logistics. Might have to eventually in 2019 make it a two-day event where we do cool schools on day one and the rest on day two. Uh, but we've got a plan in place to make it uh, make it flow this year. It's a good problem to have, and, and we're grateful to see all the Philly and suburban schools getting behind it. Yeah, and it was fun to also see, obviously, the you know some of the movers and shakers, if you will, in their suits go into the water after having the, the, the business side of things. And you also had some pretty cool uh, in the afternoon, but in between you had a have you had a pretty couple of a, a good guests who have been the keynote speakers. Uh, We've been really blessed. Dick Vermeil in year one, Charlie Manuel in year two, Gabe Kapler in year three. Wow. And uh, PBD for, for this coming November 30th. Hopefully we'll get another good uh, Philly sports personality to join us. Yeah, and the, and the mascots are usually out in full force. They're bringing energy to it. I, I wanted to ask you, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL with Eric Cushing from the Special Olympics Pennsylvania. You know, it's a, it's a huge organization. It's international. You shared a few minutes ago kind of how it started on a very personal level. Sometimes when there's an organization, organization that's really big, people believe in the idea, but it always helps to come back to like an individual story to, to really put a, a name and a face to things. And, you know, having been with them almost 10 years, maybe you could pick a person that's come to mind just to where do, the, where do funds go? What is the effort all going toward in the end, really, as far as helping these athletes have the opportunity? Yeah, I love the question, Tim. There are we serve about 18,000 athletes statewide. Wow. So there are 18,000 inspiring stories, but I'll, I'll share one that just blew my mind is we had a, a speed skater in Western PA who was competing at our winter games a couple of years ago, and she happened to be blind. So she was a speed skater, despite the fact that she had no vision and she had worked with her coach where the coach would do clapping noises when she needed to turn and, They would have sort of voice calls and sound calls that would allow her to get around the track. So this was an incredible story and an incredible inspiration and what an amazing athlete. Well, then she was then diagnosed with cancer. So you have this athlete that not only is overcoming blindness, but then had to overcome cancer. She beat the cancer. She was back on the ice a couple years later. It might have only been a year later. Don't quote me on that. But that story always resonated with me. It was from, I think, Blair County, and her name eludes me. Forgive me, Tim, but we had a blind speed skater watching her compete, seeing how good she was at it, and seeing how she overcame her disability. And again, Special Olympics is about intellectual disabilities, but some of our athletes also have physical disabilities, in this case, blindness. And the way she overcame that, her attitude, her personality, her love for the sport, uh, there are so many stories like that. That one's pretty, pretty amazing. But there are many, many amazing stories about how this organization has transformed our athletes' lives. And we see it literally every day. And it is inspiring. It's motivating. 
it's life-changing for our athletes. That's incredible. Eric Cushing uh, with Special Olympics Pennsylvania, our guest this afternoon. Uh, Special Olympics, their 50-year anniversary, providing year-round sports training, athletic competition, and all kinds of Olympic-type sports for children and adults, right, with intellectual disabilities. It's, uh, is there an age range? Does it matter young to old? We say, we say 8 to 80. <laughs> okay, that'll, that'll work. It's a lifelong program. Yeah. Yep. And it just gives them opportunities, I mean, because they're developing physically. They get to, you know, also the, the, the thrill of victory or even the competition, I'm sure, is all part of the value of Special Olympics, right? Yeah, so one of the misconceptions is that everybody gets gold medal. This is not about patronizing our athletes. They are in competition just like anybody else would be in a competition. You have first place, you have fifth place. Uh, we division our athletes, so they're competing against other athletes of the same ability level. And there will be a first, there will be a second, there will be a third, depending on how many athletes competing in a certain event, there could be a seventh or an eighth place. So it's the thrill of victory. It's even the agony of defeat. But uh, as some of my favorite sports personalities will say, uh, you either win or you learn. So when you lose, you're learning. And uh, hmm. and there's something to be said for that. So it's, it's not just, there's nothing patronizing about it. It's, it's real competition. All right, Brian, uh, it's uh, Eric Cushing, Vice President of Marketing and Development, Special Olympics, um, on our guest this afternoon on the Tim DeMoss Show. We're going to jump to a brief break here in a moment and then come back, chat some more with Eric. Also looking forward to having Brian Smith of the Philadelphia Flyers joining us, talk about the upcoming season, and also another guest, Randall Blanker, talking about New Jersey Law Enforcement Hiring Expo. That's all coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. Four eighteen. the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Thank you for listening in. Special Olympics Pennsylvania, our guest, uh, Eric Cushing, who's the VP of Marketing Development. Before that, worked at the Police Athletic League of Philadelphia uh, and just wanted to chat with you because I also know over our friendship over the years, Eric, that you love the Lord a lot. And uh, your jobs in, let's say, the last 20 years have had a lot of philanthropic, you know, uh, ness to them. Wondered how your uh, your walk with God has, uh, you know, overlap with your work or, or influenced what you do and why you do it? Yes, I, I'd love to share that. So I, I I am amazed when I look back that for me, I went to college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I my dream was to kind of be a, a sports writer. I wanted to be like Bill Lyon or, um, you know, somebody that was covering the Eagles or the Phillies or the Sixers. And I thought that would be an incredible job. And so I wasn't sure I could get into that field. And I got, I got my degree and ended up landing a job with the Philadelphia Inquirer as an editorial assistant and a freelance sports writer. And the editorial assistant role, I, I was doing everything from retyping on a roll list to getting coffee. Like it was pretty, it was pretty entry level, but I got a chance to do some stories and get a byline. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Well, the industry was crumbling and I realized pretty quickly that people were unhappy. This, this, this isn't what I thought it was. I, I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't feel right about it. And I said, well, I love to write. I like people. Let me apply for some public relations jobs. And I actually got a PR job with the Police Athletic League of Philadelphia, which I had 
never heard of, and suddenly I'm working for a nonprofit. Timmy, I can tell you with, with all honesty, I never once in my college career growing up, I never once considered working for a nonprofit. It was nothing that had ever crossed my mind. And here I am as a public relations guy at the police, at the police athletic league. I absolutely love the job. Uh, my boss who had been there for years left uh, about six months after I got there and the director position opened up and I had made a good impression. And so they asked me to take over the director role, which included fundraising and managing people. My entire career is one big God appointment. This was never anything I thought of or considered. And he, opened these doors for me, put me in these positions, has really blessed everything I've been a part of. He has blessed. And it just blows me away when I look back on it because I never thought of it. It wasn't my plan. It truly was his plan. And fortunately, I was willing to follow it, even though he made it so clear where he wanted me. And so both of these jobs were more than jobs to me. I love I loved both organizations and have met some incredible people. And so it has blessed me in incredible ways. And it also allows, you know, I get paid to do these wonderful things. So <laughs> yeah. it's providing for my family. So I don't want to sit here like I'm uh, some kind of, you know, volunteer doing great volunteer work. It, this has been a blessing to me, to my family. It pays the bills. It's yeah. So uh, just my entire career is a God appointment, something I never thought of, never saw, never envisioned. And here I am and I like it. And God has just provided. And I always, I pray, you know, Lord, I, I just want, like, I know if it's something that, if, if it's his will and his plan, good things will happen. Like I'm in the fundraising business. I pray about it. I just lift it up to the Lord. And um, I can't sit here and tell you I'm great at fundraising, but I, I, I know who opens amazing doors. And if we're doing business the right way, and if my effort is where it should be, I think God blesses that. And he has, um, he'll use us to do his work. And so uh, it's humbling and it's incredible. And um, that's my story. Mm, that's great. Eric Cushing, the uh, vice president of marketing and development for Special Olympics Pennsylvania, our guest. Uh, it's 422. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. We're glad to have you listening in today. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier how your dream, at least initially, was to go and do sports writing and, and be in uh, maybe a newspaper or media business. And that didn't quite go how you thought. Uh, but yet, when God kind of called you a different direction, you didn't fight it, per se. Sometimes laying down a dream is not that easy. Uh, but you still had some other thoughts on the topic, even though it wasn't hard for you in particular as far as switching over, it's right? It's interesting because, you know, I, I always tell people, pray about your job, pray about your career, ask God to show you the way. I have had experiences where there's a tug-of-war there where you're not quite sure what God's telling you and what your own heart, you know, you're trying to separate what you want versus what you think God is telling you or where God is taking you. And, uh, you know, as, as Pastor Joe from Calvary Philly says, you, sometimes you just need to sit alone with him and listen and really listen to what, what he's telling you. And he has a way of, of getting a hold of us in those, in those quiet moments where you'll know where he's pushing you. You'll know where, where you end and he begins and you can see his, what he wants for you. So, uh, it sounds easier than it is. I know we all get caught up in our own wants and desires and stresses of the day, but uh, I'm a firm believer that, you know, he may have me at Special Olympics for the next 30 years. It may be my entire career, or he may open up another door, and I just pray that it'll be clear and, and, and 
and really clear to me that this is the door he wants me to walk through. And um, again, I've been so blessed by what he's done for me. So I'm, um, I'm just grateful. I, I, I am a really, really blessed person with these two jobs and they are more than jobs to me. They are, you know, I, I live it and breathe it and think about it all the time, probably to a fault. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it is a labor of love for sure. Well, it's been it's been great to have you on uh, Eric Cushing from Special Olympics Pennsylvania. Uh, SpecialOlympicsPA.org will uh, get you more information on where the, you know what they're doing and all the many events that they're doing. As Eric was saying earlier, some people mistakenly think it's a it's like a, a one once a year big deal thing, and you actually have tons of events, uh, several hundred year round, going on all over the state. So there's plenty to keep up with and plug in our radio audience, you know, is in three different states as well. So people may be able to find out more about PA you know, spe- or Special Olympics in general and, and how, you know, what's near them and what they could pre- pre- perhaps lock into. Um, one last question I had for you, I don't know if you had this or not, just I want to encourage people as we have our program going on here day after day, if they have any scripture that comes to mind, just a verse or two uh, that, you know, there's a lot of good ones, but maybe you have one in particular that means a lot to you or that keeps coming back to mind for you. And if not, that's fine. But if you had one, you're welcome to share it. I, I, scripture's great. Yeah, yeah, so, no, I, yeah. I'd love to share it, Timmy. Um, so I guess one of the things that I, like we all have our battles and we all have, have things about ourselves that we, we want to do better. One of the things I always want to do better is listen more and talk less. Um, I can be a talker. I can sometimes not listen well. And I just, I love the Bible verse. It's Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. even a fool when he holds his peace, is counted wise. When he shutteth, when he shutteth his lips, he, extend, um, he is esteemed as prudent. Um, so the, Are you trying the, to tell me something, Eric? Are you trying to say something? No, no, I'm telling me something, Tim. I promise. This I'm is kidding. for me. I just, I sometimes, you know, whether I'm playing in my men's basketball league or I'm um, here at work, I, I, I am the kind of person I have to remind myself to listen. There's nothing better than when someone listens to you. I love a good listener. I want to be that person more often. And I just sometimes kick myself for, you know, not that I'm um, saying negative things or anything, but just talking too much. You know, sometimes I want to listen more yeah. and talk less. And it's funny. My pastor on Sunday said, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yep. We have twice as many ears because we should be listening twice as much as we're talking. So it's uh it's I, I promise you it's a it's a testimony for me, it's a message for me, it's a reminder for me. And uh I always loved uh you know, it's simplified. Even a fool appears wise when he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just love that. It's it's so true. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. It's funny you mentioned the two ears, one mouth thing. when I go to uh to church and I'm taking the kids to youth group Sometimes when we're in the car, they're extra boisterous. Or blah, 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 blah. So when we're dropping them off or getting them to where they need to go, I'm like, remember, two ears, one mouth, you know, or make sure you look some, look, you know, look for somebody in the room who's uh, who's sad or maybe doesn't have, they're not in the inner circle and, and take an interest. If you take an interest in somebody else's life, I guarantee you, you'll never have a shortage of friends because everybody wants to be included and loved. And if you're, if, like you said, it's really, those are good, great words of wisdom, Eric, that keep your mouth shut a little more often. You'll let other people open up, and that'll build stronger bonds between you and other people. So, yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah, true. Well, keep up the great work, my friend. It's a pleasure having you on, and maybe we can do it again sometime. 
Tim, let's do it, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be praying for your family as always, my friend. Thank you so much. Eric Cushing, Special Olympics Pennsylvania. You can find out more again online, specialolympicspa.org. Take Thank, care, Tim. Thanks, Bye-bye. brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a brief break. In just a couple minutes, going to welcome aboard Brian Smith from the Philadelphia Flyers. He's their manager of broadcasting and media services. They're opening their season this Thursday on the road and at home next week. We'll chat with Brian for just a little bit and a lot more on AM560 WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL. That familiar music, Brian? Yeah, you know what? It means it's time to go, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. We're joined by Brian Smith with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, you know, that song, this, is the Flyers, they plan to still use that this year, do you know, at the beginning of the games? Or they've had it for a few seasons, I know. Honestly, I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it changes. Um, I, I uh, I haven't heard one way or the other, but we've got a lot of new stuff going on here this year in terms of uh, audio and, and game presentation stuff that, uh, you know, audio geeks like you and me probably are interested in. Most people aren't, <laughs> but uh, they replaced, we've replaced the entire sound system in the Arena Bowl over the summer. Oh, wow. um, uh, there, there's, uh, uh, you know, some kind of enhanced projection stuff. I mean, we've had the projection on the ice for a couple of years now, but... Um, Folks that were at the last preseason game might have seen this. Now the uh, stanchions between the glass light up too. Uh, wow. So there's uh, a lot of a lot of neat effects coming in. So I it wouldn't be surprised if we uh, change some of the uh, the music up as well. But I guess uh, that'll remain to be seen. Yeah, that's a band that uh, I've actually interviewed in the past. Or you know, Skillet and that song Rebirthing. It's just very orchestral and emotional and right you know a great choice you know but there are a lot of songs of course the team could use and, and maybe they will as the season gets underway uh, brian is the technically uh brian's role is director of, i guess of, of uh, or manager i should say broadcasting and media services for the flyers but you may recognize brian's voice too because you're you're right in the middle of things right you do a lot of on air between periods and what's your what's your role going to be this year well i'm i'm the primary intermission host for uh, road games so um, when you uh, if you're listening to us on the road, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be up for uh, pregame, postgame, intermission stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I do some of the home games. Um, uh, Jason Martinez is our primary home game host, um, yeah. but really for uh, for no other reason than uh, I'm a little busy on home games. But um, yes, you but, are. Uh, road games, I'm able to t- tackle that. So uh, I've got that. I've got. Um, you know, uh, commercial work, stuff like that, some of the spots that you hear during our games. Uh, we, we've, uh, you know, tried to mix it up a little bit, but uh, I'm, I'm on there too. Um, a lot of what I've done in the past is uh, kind of kind of leaned off a little bit. Um, you know, it was, I, did, I did get one preseason game in this year, but we used to do some things here. Um, you know, like when the Phantoms were, were playing in Glens Falls, New York, they would come back for a couple of games a year. We'd televise those, so I would do those and, uh, uh, we used to televise the Flyers Cup uh, final, um, but uh, some of that stuff has gone by the wayside a little bit. But every now and then, uh, you know, I did pop up somewhere that 
folks are uh, are wondering who that is. Yes, and that's a, and we're glad to have you popping up on the show today, uh, Brian Smith with the Philadelphia Flyers. The season is finally almost here. Thursday night, just a couple nights away, they're uh, at the Vegas Golden Knights to open things up, and then uh, one more away game before they open up at home against San Jose next Tuesday. So you work for the team, obviously, but there's got to be a little bit of fan in you that's itching to see how things go, and maybe this will be the year. You know, so what what are your thoughts as the season's just about here? Yeah, I mean, there always is at the start of every year. It's a clean slate for everybody, and for uh, for one night at least, everybody is even, and then they take off from there and see what happens. Uh, and, you know, we're, 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 it's going to be a pretty exciting year, I think. Um, you know, you're going to see uh, uh, hopefully uh, some of these uh, younger players that aren't rookies anymore kind of taking another step. Uh, we, were, uh, we were actually doing a, a podcast uh, yesterday that's going to uh, show up on um, – uh, our, our our internet radio channel, Flyers Radio 24-7, that's going to be uh, coming up sometime in the next couple of days. But uh, we were just looking at the the defense, and, and you know, when you look at Ivan Provorov and Shane Gostisbehere being paired together, uh, it, it might be one of the most dynamic defensive pairings in the franchise's history. We, we, we don't think we've seen anything like this since since Mark Howe and Brad McCrimmon. Um, so, Which uh, is you saying know, we, something. If, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, prove her off have another 17 goal year. Or was that a one time thing? I don't know. We'll have to see. But, um, you know, it's really exciting to see those two go together. Um, you know, we're, we're, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to see how um, the, the uh, 2.0 version of James Van Riemsdyk works in with this group. Yep. Uh, he's a completely different player than he was, um, you know, six years ago when he left. And honestly, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of people would be a lot more excited about. Um, him coming to Philadelphia if he hadn't played here six years ago. I think a lot of folks are almost looking at that thinking, okay, this is, uh, you know, a retread or whatever. It's, it's the furthest thing from that. Um, you know, when, when you left here, he was uh, a 21 year old and uh, maybe a, an 18 year old body still a little bit. Um, he's, uh, he, he's, he's grown up now. Uh, he's, uh, he's a, you know, he was a terrific uh, offensive presence for, um, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he uh, he really gives the Flyers another added dimension, um, both at even strength and on the power play. I mean, right now the guy the Flyers have three different people they could put in that front on the power play, and, and Van Riemsdyk and Nolan Patrick and Wayne Simmons. Uh, so, um, you know, it's going to be really neat, I think, to see how that power play uh, is able to come out with different looks. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what what uh, Wayne does this year too. Uh, you know, obviously he's in a contract year trying to play for his future, but also trying to, uh, you know, put last year behind him when, um, you know, he played through uh, so many things that would have taken most people off the ice and uh, was still able to, to get production, uh, you know, not, not his custom level of production, but still was useful uh, up until uh, when he finally had to come out in February. Um, so it's uh, a lot of stuff like that that we're excited to, to see what happens. Um, uh, the roster opening night roster was just released, and uh, got uh, you know two exciting guys in Mikhail Vorobiev and uh, Oscar Lindblom on that roster. So, um, so we'll see what happens. But I think everybody around here is, is optimistic that uh, this will be uh, another step forward for this group. Yeah, Brian Smith, uh, manager of broadcasting media services, and does a lot of wears a lot of hats for the Flyers. Just as a little bit of an insight for folks listening in. You know, I've covered the Phillies, Flyers, Eagles for a lot of years. Uh, the Flyers PR staff is just 
I mean, everybody does a good job, but the Flyer staff is always on top of everything. Uh, you know, the players right after the game, walking right out to the media, make it just it for such a you know high uh, contact sport, and boom, 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 the players come in and they're usually very like you know polite, and you know it's it's you see that side of them. Uh, I see that side of them when I come down to the games too. But what's it like a little bit? Maybe you could just share a little bit about what's it like working with these guys who are uh, you know they're banging bodies out there, but at the same time they really know how to be. Uh, you know, very civil with the rest of us. Not that they're going to bang us around the locker room, but you know what I mean? That Jake Voracek or Wayne Simmons, you mentioned, they can just be very articulate mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in my opinion, they're the best group of athletes to work with are hockey players. And I don't, mean, I don't mean any of this to take away from any of the other sports, but um, one of the things I think is really unique about hockey is if you are around – um, hockey at any of the younger levels, and I'm talking even from when these guys are 12 years old on up. Um, you know, you, you go, you, you see a, a, a high-level 12-year-old team, a peewee team, something like that. You see them traveling uh, to a different rink or something like that, and they're already dressing in shirt and tie to go to the game. They are, uh, you know, they're 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 taught from a very early age that this is a, a team sport and that there are very few egos um, and, and they're, you know, they're, they're coached that way. They're recruited that way. Um, you know, when you go through youth hockey as an elite player, um, you, uh, you start in, you know, the, the, the house leagues or whatever and in ranks and, things like that, but then you, you go try out for these uh, other teams, and sometimes you make them, sometimes you don't. And then when you are um, you know, really at the upper echelon, when you're 15 years old, for the first time you get drafted onto a team, uh, whether that's in um, you know, you Canadian juniors, uh, American juniors, anything like that. So you're drafted as a 15-year-old, and all of a sudden you're going to play in a group with, with uh, guys that are as old as 20. So you're coming in. Um, you know, learning from a very early age that you're you're part of a team and you're being uh, kind of coached and molded, if you will, by uh, a peer group that is you know more experienced and stuff like that. So I really think that that has a lot to do with it. Um, and again, not to, not to take away from anything that anybody any any other um, sport does, but you know when you when you look at basketball, for instance. Uh, if you're a good basketball player as a youth, more often than not, you're being recruited as a uh, as an individual. You know, yeah. They want you to come play on their AAU team, and they want you to come play on this team or that team or the other team, and uh, maybe to a lesser extent baseball as well. But um, you know, it, it just uh, for me, it's going all the way back to when they first realized that they were good hockey players and. We're being brought along on these teams. Uh, it's it's ingrained in them from way back when, and uh, it, it carries over into when they turn professional. And uh, you know, again, it's couldn't ask for a better group of people to work with. Uh, overall, um, you know, obviously, uh, it's an emotional sport. And every now and then, you get uh, a guy after a game that didn't go well that is upset or whatnot. But um, you know, it's uh, few and far between those type of things. So yeah. it's uh, you know, it's really a pleasure to to deal with them, and they, are, they, they make our job very, very easy. Brian Smith with the Flyers with us. Do you have just two more minutes? Uh, just a brief break and come back yeah, with sure. a couple more things? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. All right, Brian Smith is with us. We're going to take a brief break and come back at you in just a moment on AM560. WFIL, it is uh, 442. We also have a pair of Six Flags tickets to hand out before the program is done here on WFIL. Hang on for that. 
Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Wake up, Philadelphia, and let me hear you sing. The orange and the black, the orange and the black. to hear that a few times brian am i correct <laughs> this year Say that again, we're, ho- we're hoping to hear the uh the orange and the black the hats go flying oh yeah yeah that should be a, a that'll be a great uh a great scene at the, at the arena my uh my daughter plays soccer and uh she had a hat trick on sunday for the first time in her life wow. and yeah so we were talking about it at dinner and she's yeah i said well you know what the flyers what happens if someone scores those three goals all of a sudden the ice is littered in uh, in hats and they they still put them out in the concourse in those uh glass enclosed areas or what do they do with all those hats anyway well there's still there's still a display out there yeah okay. i don't i haven't really paid attention to see uh, how often we update it i just it, it happened to be walking past there today and uh just as a coincidence it was a scotty hartnell hat trick it just yes. yesterday so uh you know it's it, it's they're, they're definitely still doing something with them i'm just not 100 percent sure how long a hat trick stays in the uh in the display out there. Right. Brian Smith is with us on AM560 WFIL. He's the manager of broadcasting and media services for the Flyers, and among other things, you'll hear him uh, during the broadcast on the away games and occasionally other opportunities, too. You mentioned Scott Hartnell just a minute ago, uh, fan favorite for the Flyers. Was it yesterday? Today, Yesterday was the, he announced his retirement. Is that right? I yeah, I went out on Twitter yesterday and uh, spent the day collecting accolades. I know I heard him do a couple of interviews today, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know it's it, it's uh, it's a hard decision I think for uh, a lot of guys to make, but I know uh, I heard Scotty say he knew that it was that it was time. Um, you know, just uh, you know looking around uh, at uh, some of the uh, some of the guys coming into the league and stuff like that, and probably evaluating a little bit about where he'd been uh, in the last maybe couple of years. But uh, yeah. uh, a 17-year career is uh, just terrific, and he uh, spent some of the. Some of the best years of that here in Philadelphia. So we were lucky to have my I still remember uh, uh, back when uh, I was working for the Phantoms when we were still in town here. Uh, I was working there the the year that he um, uh, tossed his glove at a guy on a breakaway and uh, incurred a penalty shot, and we were able to turn that into a, uh, a promotional event at a Phantoms game called the Scott Hartnell Glove and Mitten Toss. And uh, he couldn't have been a, a better sport about it. We uh, we asked, we had fans come in and or had had asked fans to bring uh, you know gloves and mittens, scarves, winter stuff to our next game, and they threw them all on the ice, and we collected them all and uh, gave them. To, I think Operation Warm at the time. Minor league hockey is big about doing promotions where fans throw stuff on the ice. <laughs> we were able to. <laughs> Turn that into something, and uh, you know, a, it, was, uh, it was a really neat thing. That's a great idea. Well, and I wanted to run something by you, too, because there was a – I know I was at a game one time where uh, Hartnell uh, promotion, they were giving out wigs. This would have been, mm-hmm. I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. I took mine home, and I gave it to my then 8-year-old son who wore it to all his soccer games, and he would <laughs> magic marker his face up, and he called himself uh, Luigi, international soccer star. And, um, That's outstanding. Well, and at that level, you know, it is still kind of much more about having fun rather than winning. 
And uh, because yeah, yeah. He, he was a pretty decent player, so the coaches kind of let him do it. And um, I mean, maybe they would let anybody, but it didn't distract him. It didn't fall off. The wig stayed on nicely. Sure, sure. And I heard other parents saying, "Like, is that is that his real hair? Because it looked like it could have <laughs> could have been." So anyway, that's uh, that's my Scotty Hartnell story. But um, in any case, uh, wrapping up our time, I just wanted to um, speaking of promotions because you have that background. Flyers have their home opener on. Uh, Tuesday, they open the season this Thursday on the road, another one this weekend. Then they're home on, on Tuesday against San Jose. Whether it's opening night or or in the next few weeks, are you aware of any big whoop-de-doos the Flyers are doing? Or you mentioned even just some of the aesthetics that the changes in the arena and the rink area people can be on, fans can be on the lookout for? Well, yeah, definitely uh, you, you might notice some things with uh, the sound and uh, what you're seeing and stuff like that. Uh, you may have heard that we have a mascot now. Uh, I don't know <laughs> yes. if that news has reached you or not. Uh, it's been amazing it. to watch that blow up. Uh, you know, I don't think any, anybody here had the slightest inkling that that would be as much of a craze as it, uh, as it was. But, um, you know, folks are... Uh, Definitely going to see gritty around uh, around here. But the, the first big night we have in terms of a promotional night is uh, October the 16th, which I believe is two weeks from tonight. Yeah. Um, the Florida Panthers are in town, and we are doing a Jake Boracek Chia Pet giveaway. <laughs> okay. And this thing will actually uh, grow. I, th- I know it's going to grow a beard. I, I assume it's going to grow hair on the top, too. I don't really know for sure. I haven't seen it in person. But, um, will it score 30 goals? or? I might, you know. Hey, <laughs> might not have to see. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely going to grow some uh, foliage. So, okay. Um, uh, so, so that'll be a big thing on October 16th. Um, okay. The, uh, the following week, the 22nd, uh, we've got our schedule magnets going out. And then uh, we've got some other... Other neat things over the course of the first half of the season, uh, we have a military appreciation day on November 10th. Um, the uh, you know the things that folks love, the, the dollar dog nights, dollar pretzel nights. Our first dollar dog night is November 15th. Okay. Um, we're going to be uh, the, the nationally featured game on Black Friday this year, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, one o'clock against the Rangers. Um, that okay. game will be on NBC as the, uh, the the Thanksgiving showdown. Um, got a 90s night on December 6th, um, our holiday light show on the 22nd. So we got a lot of cool things going on. And, the, you know, the, I could read the whole thing off, but it's probably easier. Folks just go to PhiladelphiaFlyers.com and uh, look on our schedule link, and you can find a whole promotional schedule there of everything that's going on uh, throughout the year. We've got Hockey Fights Cancer Night in November, and we got Autism Awareness Night in March. Um, so uh, lots of great things planned uh, for, for the regular season, and hopefully it's uh, – all just a nice tune-up to a deep playoff run. That's excellent. That's excellent. And, Brian, it's been a pleasure catching up with you and gearing up for the regular season for the Flyers. Looking forward to the year. Looking forward to seeing you at the arena. And uh, keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Very good. Thank you, Brian. That's uh, Brian Smith with the Philadelphia Yeah, Philadelphia Flyers. We'll take a brief break here, come back and wrap things up. Also want to give away six flags tickets. In fact, let's do that right now. 800-560-WFIL as we go to break. Feel free to call in. We'll give away a random uh, call to a random call a pair of six flags tickets. 800-560-9345 on AM560 WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 
It is 4.56, coming down the waning moments of the uh, Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. I think we have, is it Dan on the line? Yes. Yes. And where are you from, Dan? I'm from Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. All right. Well, you're our Six Flags ticket winner. Congratulations, my friend. Well, thank you. You're welcome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you listen to WFIL for a while, or are you new to the station? I, I listen quite often um, on my commute to and from work. Okay. Very good. Well, we appreciate you being there, and we'll get your info off the air and uh, mail your tickets out tomorrow. All right? All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations again from WFIL. Put you on hold here, and our fine producer, Joe, will grab your information. Just have a little over a minute left in our program. Um, we are working on some really cool guests for the next few days and weeks to come. Also just want to put out to you that the hope for this program is to um, build bridges, you know, in terms of our community and uh, relationally. Most of the guests on our program will have some kind of uh, background in terms of their faith with the Lord. Not everybody will, but that's kind of how I hope my life is. I hope I have relationships with people who uh, are seekers or even maybe not even considering the Lord yet, but maybe they will. And so sometimes uh, part of our, our program will be about that a little bit. In fact, I was talking with a friend of mine who I knew when I was a kid who grew up in the church but uh, never really fully embraced it and but still wrestles with it, even uh, you know years and years later. And so we were talking the other day just through Facebook, and, he, and I said, well, maybe you can come on the show. We could talk about that because I'm sure there are both parents who have children who— you know, they, they brought up in God's ways, but the child never really fully latched onto it. Not yet. Uh, and time's ticking and they're like, I hope this happens. I hope my child does come to walk with the Lord. Uh, or maybe, uh, you know, just people who are still seeking and listening, and which is good. We're here for you. We hope that you listen to the programs on WFIL and uh, get to know God that way or, or be introduced to him in some way. We can also, of course, just open the Bible up and the Lord says, if you seek me, you will find me and I'll reveal myself to you. We're looking forward to doing this all over again tomorrow. We do appreciate your prayers as well. It makes a huge difference. Thank you for listening in. It's uh, Tim DeMoss and the Tim DeMoss Show. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, is going to pray next. Then Truth for Life with Alistair Begg on WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.